connecting to the AOC Podcast Network. Enjoy your stay. Good morning. I'd like to thank all of you who are uh, tuned in to Lucado Podcast. My guest today is Kathleen Casey, and um, she is a healer from away from Louisiana. Her residence now is Colorado. So um, she's been here. This is her second time that I've been able to meet with her um, to do healing in the Acadiana area. So welcome, Kathleen. Thank you, Becca, for in inviting me and getting me started uh, this past summer actually. I thoroughly enjoyed meeting everybody and my workshops and presentations is never the same. Right. It's always tailored specifically for who who shows. And where you go is never the same. That is true. Hopefully. So we have food that's special and dancing that's special but uh, what drew you to us? Um, originally I'd met Shannon and, uh-huh. uh, her being a, a Cajun from, uh, Erath <laughs> <laughs> and knowing everybody, um, she would tell me stories of the Tritores yeah. and how, how it's passed down to everybody, male to female, female to male. Um, one special gift usually, mm-hmm. um, mine is... I have many, many special gifts. So the way that I received it is so different than how you people are taught and how it's passed down and how it's kept sacred and and private. Um, And from what I understand, you guys don't write it. It's verbally. Mm -hmm. Okay. So so my background is actually from Seattle, Washington, which is my birthplace, but I grew up military. Uh, and have been all over and so my passion my love that I feel for Louisiana is it's so rich with and also with all these old souls it goes so far back just like my ancestry does because I'm Native American and Irish and English and so my ancestors have been here since the beginning right I think that in America we all claim to be pure (laughs) Of what? <laughs> this is what I am. I'm only this, you know, this Irish person or this. And we are all a mixture of everything. Exactly. So as we start to understand that our lineage is not... Ancestry.com is doing a lot of good so that all of us can understand we don't come from only one place. And I think that we, if we, as we understand that, because... You know, part of me is French from France, and part of me is French that passed through Canada. I'm pretty sure there's some Micmac in there from Indians from Canada, but we mm-hmm. never talk about that part of. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're just, and and so it's a, it's not. We don't come from one lineage. The lineage includes other lines, mm-hmm. and, and so that's what I'm understanding from you. And that's and North America is very young. Oh my goodness, yeah. And you're not going to just be one clan. It's coming from everywhere. Exactly. And Ancestry.com is doing a world of good because last year 
last January was the beginning of self-identification okay. for each individual. And so people are, are searching for their own true identity, who they truly are. Right. And it really has nothing to do with being a human. Exactly. But if you understand that you're not just one kind of human, then when you find out who you really are, it's okay for you to understand you're beyond human. People that are we have claiming a spiritual, themselves. Exactly. We have a spiritual lineage also, mm-hmm. like our own tribe of light and love, if you would. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Self-identification has also to do with with everybody is going to be coming coming together on a soul consciousness group because we come in in soul pods. Right. Is that related to um, live locally but think globally? Is that the local global thing? As our, we understand our own identification, we become a more global community. Oh, uh, that's that's almost like what Chief Seattle said with his seven-hour speech that he gave in Seattle. Right. About think of the next seven generations ahead of you. Right. It's important to stay in the present moment, but whatever you choose to do, you have to think of the future. It does. Right. To have it safe for them, because nowadays, the kids just are not connected. Yeah. They're not connected, and what's going on in the world now is the upheaval of the women getting ready to step back into their power again. Because every 10,000 years, it changes hands. Right. And, you know, that's that's one thing that that has been difficult for me as I, as I share what I know about my culture, especially what I know and what I've come to know through healing and through the study of anthropology. And, and it's how do I honor what my grandparents did and how do I honor how they lived? when that doesn't exist anymore. No, and they worked really hard. We, we don't live in an agricultural society. Mm-hmm. That's not just here, that's across the country, but like, you know, my grandma and her sister and her brother, they all lived on one road, and that road at one time was called Alex Martin Road, that was their daddy's name. Okay, well, who, who has a farm anymore? We, we lost our connection with the, the earth in, in that way. My grandpa wasn't Native American, but you know, he lived by the moon and the sun. Mm-hmm. He knew when to plant and when not to plant. Mm-hmm. And we we don't have that on a daily basis. So when someone spoke in my grandpa's day, they meant something spiritually, but they also meant in the world that that had a meaning. Mm-hmm. That and we've lost that meaning. Mm-hmm. So uh, everything I do, I kind of like. I hope people get this because. I'm not trying to say my culture doesn't exist, but how we lived is gone, and we're, and that's not just here. So we're getting ready to help these ungrounded young kids well, it became who come so from no culture, commercialized exactly. and industrialized. That the the children, some generations back now, three or four generations of children, don't really understand. It doesn't come out of a box. It doesn't from the factory where does it really come from but the farmers in how people were saying we want more and we want it faster they would grow the soybeans or the corn to make ethanol which is really not good for your cars anyways but we can't eat it either right and so all those farms are going and if you think about it each farmer feeds 330 people and those farms are gone because now it's too expensive 
taxes. Yeah. Property we, taxes. We took the family farm and capitalized it or commercialized it so we could feed the masses, but we're not feeding the masses. Yeah. So that's interesting. So there, some the souls have become sick. The land has become sick because it's not it's not a dishonor. It's a lack of connection to exactly to the land. We have to reclaim ourselves first exactly and bring in that light. So tell me about your work with the land because you see, I understand <clears throat> that the land speaks to people. Mm-hmm. All right, so like some people are drawn to come here like, I think it's in the dirt. And I'm like, well, I kind of think. And then um, one of my children is drawn to Montana. And I can understand that the big sky would offer something to people that the swamps <laughs> and the sea level doesn't offer. It's the expansion of, of the mind. Exactly. Yes. And so... Why? What? What can we do, and how can we help you? As you're here to also help the land. What does that mean? How can we help the land? Do we have to all have farms? No. The way that that I assist with the land is, I am sensitive to the grids and the ley lines. Okay. And to pass this on, also the north and south nodes have flipped. Okay. And so people have been a little uncomfortable, and they've noticed it more since the solar eclipse. Right. But it's affecting the women. And so what I would like to pass on is simply tell yourself, balance my north and south polarities. Right. And you will start getting in sync again with the changes that the earth is going through. Right. Because we're here to hold the light, connecting heaven and earth. But most people don't understand, well, okay, but how do you do that? What does it really mean? Yeah. It's not for everybody to do it. Right. It's to be who you truly are. You've done your human learning aspect here on Earth, and now it's time to let go of that. Right. So when I do the level two for natural force healing, it removes when you're ready. It'll only show up when you're ready. All that past life karma right. <clears throat> that everybody's loading on for this lifetime because the souls have said, we got to finish this up. It's time to finish it up. No more creating karma. Right. And so it stays as a memory pattern either in the auric layers, there's seven because of her seven chakras, mm-hmm. or in the dura meninges in the spine as a memory pattern. Right. So the natural force healing unlocks that and removes it. Wow. So you actually use, you have actually been taught a specific method of doing this um, both on the body and to the land. Yes. Right. Okay. So, I understand ley lines, but I didn't really have an understanding of their importance. I talked to a friend who is uh, from France, and and he said during World War II, some of the uh, churches were bombed, and so then they moved the church from their original location on a ley line exactly to right next to it so this whole ley line business you're talking about it's not something you and i invented mm-hmm. it's been there mm-hmm. forever and so he has the ability to sense where the ley lines are mm-hmm. so he'll go and he'll he'll feel the ley line where the churches were mm-hmm. and then if a church has been moved it doesn't have that same sense so there has always been a relationship <laughs> between the earth and the people on the earth, mm-hmm. but we're shifting, we shifted away from that 
because of whatever. And so you're talking about bringing back a grid and a ley line. That's ancient, ancient. So, so I just, because not everybody understands what no. that is. And I understood the significance. I understood it as a, okay, that's a thing. But when he told me that, I'm like, wow. So how can we know where these are and how can we help them? Well, or I don't know, that might the, be too much The to ancients, ask. the ancients, especially where I live at in the Four Corners region. Okay. Um, you have Mesa Verde. Right. The old Pueblos. There's 19 Pueblos in New Mexico alone. So then you have the Grand Mesa, which is the world's largest tabletop uh-huh. mountain, uh, right there where I live also. What is going on is the rocks hold the frequency. Right. Those are the ancients. Right. And what, what's going on, because I would always ask, but if I hesitate, that means hmm, I need to step back and just watch. Come to find out is the ancients, the universe, says, it's okay. We are rekeying the ley lines. Okay. And they are being moved. The ancients moved literally from Colorado across the border seven miles away to Aztec, New Mexico, to the old Pueblo. Okay. They're setting themselves back up to be in a different area and rekeying so they can't be abused by the dark side, right. okay. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Because they are prepping, the universe is saying, we got this, everybody has their job, right? Mm. They are prepping for when the Ascended Masters awaken. They're already here. Right. Some of them don't know it. Right. That they are Ascended Masters. Right. And so the land has to be prepared. Yeah. So is that also, you think, part of why you came here, not just because you met a Cajun personal connection but the land that helps though i'm sure it does <laughs> and i'm i have so much fun because my my passion is i love trying different foods different well, we cultures have, we have different from things everyone. i'm not supposed to eat because yeah. but so, i do it anyways well it's a vacation and and i love it because it feels enriching on, on what everybody's passion from here have already put into the land. You can feel that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Have fun, right? We we live... Um, well, you came here. This is the... But well, I really came here to help help clean up all the old spirit stuff. Right. The... the what? Today is Sunday? Yes. Okay, today's the Sunday after Thanksgiving to put us in a context of time. And so, you know, you, you sure don't come to Acadiana to not eat on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and it was a quasi-vacation uh, for you to to become a part of the culture in in an honest way, mm-hmm. not just... Um, not I, a tourist way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just really happy that you had some leisure time here, that you didn't have people lined up the whole time. Um, so I'm just real excited about about your presence and... and um, and the work that that you have been called to do, and I, I, my whole thing was always when I began doing my work was community. You know, so how do you create a community of people, some of whom never understood or heard any of these terms you're using, and some never have to, right? Who come from their cultural roles and they never have to give that up. So there's a coming together now of the old and the older because what we're doing isn't new no it's not new so it's like 
honoring cultures and honoring that we don't come from just one no matter what we think mm-hmm. that's like exciting when you think about mm-hmm. it it's exciting for me mm-hmm. you know and so um, I'm happy to host and and to bring you here and to let people know what you are about because as the next step comes it can help us be prepared for those who are ready to get prepared and this is and we, honor we are those in preparation who, and honor those who who are just where they are. Right. We, you know, we can't make, can't drag people along kicking and screaming. Mm-hmm. I know that my child is expanding wherever he is, but my child who's here is expanding in her own way. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's about accepting for me, accepting where people are and know that my own personal growth will help them in some way. And that's all I can do. Mm-hmm. And then as I go in my, in, in, in a, maybe an expanded state, then I can be with other people who are, you know, so it's, it, but never leaving behind, mm-hmm. always honoring. I don't know. This is making sense to me. Is it making sense well, to yes, you? Well, yes, because I can put it in correlation to, there are many times I, I've had the conversation with God. Yes. And I've worked in Manhattan, Kansas. My office is still there. I won't live because it's too heavy Does, for me. The, the land is not I calling need, I need a yeah. high, higher frequency which are the mountains for me, that my conversations with God, I would say, how long does it take? I've been doing this 20 yeah. years when That's I first asked the first first time. Exactly. I said, why? Why is it taking so long? And just patiently waiting that some people knew about me for 10 or 15 years but would never come. Right. Well, they had a process to go through. 10 years is actually a cycle. Right. 12 years is and 17 years is. Okay. That finally, and they said, we've always heard about you. Well, they would go through cancer for like that 10-year cycle. Right. Or big movements through their life and their family. And then all of a sudden they would come. And they would say, we can't believe we haven't come before. And I said, it's all in, all in there, time. there's no time, right. but it's all in your process. Um, some people I'm not allowed to work on. Right. And so it's honoring people's processes. Exactly. It's not about converting people to this. No. Or, or yanking them. you got to come see this lady because she might could help you with your back or whatever. It's, it's it, the readiness. And so this, um, I'm having this podcast with you to help me better understand. I know. But it's like, I don't, you know, we, we're just like getting to know you like mm-hmm. I'm the king and I getting to know you, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So, um, and then if I want to support your work, or um, do I have to learn? Do I have to go to your school? Um, I do not have a school. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But but you can teach some of these methods. Yes. But we don't have to totally, uh, like nobody has, oh, well, I'm going to buy this method or this way of, so I'm going to chuck everything I have and I'm going to do the Kathleen Casey way. Um. But I can incorporate it, and I can explain that. Well, people have been asking me to write my books for over 20 years, and even my mentor. And some comments she made, because I get to only go to Seattle maybe every four to seven years for her to work on me. That's where I go. Yeah, we always need it, yeah. And she would just look at me, and she would say, well, are they calling you sensei yet? I go, no. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't want that. But is that because I'm being reluctant? We're human. Exactly. You're human. Exactly. And we're all humans having a spiritual experience. And it, I think it's for us as individuals to work through as much of our own personal humanness. Mm-hmm. And that'll bring us... Well, it comes back to past lives. Yeah. Of me being persecuted or beheaded because of my strength and my knowledge and my wisdom. And they would take me out first. Do you think... Come... When you, when you say this, and, and I know this has happened in a lot of women. Um, Your voice. That, that, that happened in a lot of women. Like, yes. A lot of women. Like, and that's what's happening today. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I have been, and a lot of women are single for a long time because society lets us be. Because mm-hmm. I don't need a man to be half of a business to survive culturally as those are the changing times yes. right so people say well you know i don't know who you could go with because like you're not stupid or you're smart or whatever like like that who i am would intimidate a man and and not even on purpose we just laugh who would you fix me up with and they start laughing i'm like well, i don't think it's funny you know but we laugh because it's hysterical so as we can see at least in this country, on a national level, how men have kept women down by using their power to keep them down has nothing to do with sex or love, that powerful women are single a lot. Boy, there's so much that's going through my mind right now to to pass on to you on all of those levels. Yeah, there's a lot. About the movement of feminine energy. But it's not like feminism. No. Oh, no, it's the, no, it's the female I energy. The beginning of feminism, there's a, we want equal rights. We want to be able to go to war. I'm like, well, who wants to go to war? I don't want to be equal okay. with the man. I'm already beyond a man or in my own way feminine as he is masculine. I want to be equal. So I think the feminine has kind of taken a warrior well, that's role. The, yes. And it's like, that's not. That's the female making a statement saying, I am doing my best to fit into a man's world. Exactly, but we don't want so, to fit. And well, you're not part of that per se. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's about balancing the masculine and the feminine. Like when I was talking to Lisa just a little bit ago, all of that is already coming up. I'm a Libra. Yeah. My only thing I need to do this lifetime is balance my male and female. Wow. And and don't create any more karma. Exactly. So let me tell you about this balance the male and female. I'm Catholic, mm-hmm. okay? And so the symbol of the balance of the male and the female for us is the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the Immaculate Heart of Mary. What more perfect balance is there between, in Christianity, between the masculine and the feminine than his heart and her heart? Okay, I just have one heart. So as an artist, I've been trying to figure out how to make a Sacred Heart symbol or an Immaculate Conception symbol that would combine the symbology of both of those. So I spoke with the person who's real famous and I can't think of his name, so I'm not going to try. And he said, when you put just a regular heart, that is the feminine. And when you see the rays or what radiates from it, that is the masculine. So everybody's heart is already perfectly created to be a balance of the love that emanates from us. Mm-hmm. So then I have an artist friend. I said, can you make a heart like this? Because he makes hearts. He's, he, he does 
chainsaw primitive work and can you make a heart? So like, how can you symbolize? And I don't think there is a symbol even for a balanced heart. It's the heart chakra. Exactly. So I just... And the color spectrum that goes with it. Well... Well, most people are taught the heart chakra color is green. But? Mine's pink. Okay. That's because I bring unconditional love. Well, that's... It's a higher frequency. Exactly. So, going back to the to the women's voice, most women have throat problems. Mm-hmm. That's because if, if instead of being angry or upset about the men taking power, it's about them actually showing us by deliberately pushing so that the women will stand up. Okay. Because I'm going to take us back to, again, 10,000 years. Okay. To where every 10,000 years, the power changes hands. And this is happening now. And we... Well, I'm going to say we because I'm in the female presence at this moment. Did it to them too. Exactly. Uh, hardcore. Listen, I'm, I don't Slaver, think goddesses. I, mean, really I don't think goddesses ugly. were necessarily sweet because they were goddesses. Or the Amazons. Exactly. Okay. And you know, um, I, I have an Am- a personal Amazon connection, and most people know me. I'm a cancer survivor, mm-hmm. and in 1989, I had a modified right radical mastectomy. Mm-hmm. Well, it is a known fact that the Amazon women used to cut off their right breast to be able to be warriors. Straight shooters. Thank you for listening to the Kado Podcast. I'm your host, Becca Begno. Matt Roberts produced the show. Thanks to AOC Community Media for the use of their facilities. For information about AOC, you can visit aocinc.org. Thank you very much. Merci beaucoup. The views and opinions expressed on this or any program on the AOC Podcast Network do not reflect the views and opinions of Lafayette Consolidated Government, Cox Communications, LUS Fiber, AOC Community Media, its board of directors, or its staff. To learn more about becoming a community media producer, visit us on the web at aocinc.org.